hurt my feelings. everybody that's tuesday night 9 p.m means it's fairway to heaven time only on the all about the birds network i am phil stifle joined as always let me let me get this zoomed in out of here I need to back off the face a little bit yeah, here. it's a little uncomfortable yeah yeah that was a little uncomfortable <laughs> there so phil stifle <laughs> jason sullivan the group is here we're ready to break down this week's memorial tournament up there in uh, dublin ohio muirfield village golf course another legendary course just like the Colonial last week for the Charles Schwab Invitational. Um, got lots of information to dive into. Smaller field this week, a new, newly redesigned course. Real quick, got to pay the bills. Got to do a little of this and that real quick. If you're watching on Facebook, make sure you click share, like it, follow us. Make sure you turn notifications on. If you're on YouTube, they all about the Birds YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribing and turning on notifications there as well. And if on Twitter, make sure you give us a retweet, a follow. Um, just so that everybody can join the show, post your comments, your questions in the comments section. Uh, we'll greatly get to each and every one of them as we can. Um, real quick, like I said, paying the bills, we got to thank our shout out to our sponsors, Statement Games, fun free twist on fantasy sports. Make sure you sign up in the link in the bio section of the show. Uh, Odds Jam, their arbitrage calculator helps you not lose money. Um, obviously, our shop store, aatbirds.com slash shop. We can get the great stuff like fifth place female and fairway to have it merch. We greatly appreciate any and all support there. I lost my spot there on my, my, my taglines here. 99 jerseys. Make sure you check them out. AAT birds for 20% off 99 jerseys.com and our other sponsor Manscaped. It's father's day coming up really soon. A couple weeks away. Make sure you check out these sites and use that AAT birds code for 20% off support your, or thank your dads and your fathers. You know, great places to get them gifts. Dog dads as well. Don't forget about them. Um, make sure you check them out. Make sure you get your dads or your fathers or your husbands exactly what they want. Manscaped and 99 jerseys. They won't be disappointed at all. All right. Now all that is out of the way. You know, we're going to talk about him a few times. So I'm triggered. There we go. Ready to go. 
with the fifth place female logo. Make sure you buy the fifth place female merch before it gets pulled down because we get blocked by uh, Tony Finau. <laughs> yeah. So how are we doing this week, Jason? Doing good, man. Ready to move on from last week. Uh, not the best week DFS-wise for me, so I'm ready to move on. I like this course, like the field. I'm excited. Yeah, it's a really exciting course. And really, Well, it's a really tough course, but it's a really exciting field. It's a smaller field. Uh, what, I have 120, 121 golfers. Again, means you're going to have 55, 60% of the people making the cut again, which really makes it interesting. But compared to last week, there's a lot more top-end golfers in the field. Um, they also have done a lot of renovations to this course, correct? Yeah, that's what I'm interested in seeing. I mean, I've heard some people say that there's not going to be any real noticeable renovations. I've heard other people say it's going to be noticeable and don't really weigh course history. So it's going to be interesting. Um, what, what are you looking at stat-wise as where you're building your lineups based off of? So it's another relatively long course, uh, 7,543 yards, par 72, bent greens, very fast greens. Um, you're going to want to really focus on strokes gain total. You're going to want guys that are do well across the board, I think, this week a lot. Um, approach is really important, like always. I think putting is pretty important this year. And mm -hmm. scrambling, people that are good around the greens, are gonna. it's going to be really important. So – it's. I also heard this. I forget. I think it was Pat Mayo that was talking about this. Guys that play well at saw at TPC Sawgrass play well at this course. So that's an interesting kind of course comp. It's not really a similar course, but guys that do well there do well here too. So it's interesting. Yeah. Um, I also I also heard an interesting so, uh, topic about thinking of a funnel when you're looking at it. So like driving accuracy might not be quite as important as you know hitting the green and your approach and your work around the green because it's like. The, the fairways start really wide, and then yeah. as they get closer and closer to the green, just like a funnel, they shrink up a little bit. Um, so, yeah, putting. One, the one thing I read with the, all, all the new putting surfaces have been resurfaced and redone, um, so they're going to be lightning quick, the putting green. So you definitely want guys that can putt. But, yeah, I think it's, it's another one. We use this term not every single week, but a lot, ball striking. And ball striking is going to be so, so key. So your iron players, your guys that are really good on approach, Definitely important. I'm actually staying away from a lot of the big drivers, at least in the sense where I'm not going to the biggest boomers or biggest you know, hitters first. That's a plus third, fourth down yeah. the line. But I'm looking at that second shot and that, that around the green and putting this week. That's the key right there. I think this, it's a second shot golf course. You're, you're going to have a lot of guys that are good iron players like Morikawa, you know, JT, guys like that, that fit really well on this course because the, their second shots are so good. Yeah. It's also really interesting because – I think you're going to see a totally different score. It's a tough course. You might not see the seven, eight, nine under win it, but you're not going to also see last year, was it, that John Rahm won at 20 under or 19 under? Mm -hmm. That's not going to be the case either. Last year, they hosted two straight events at this course, the WGC Workday Classic, um, and then this event as well. The next week, they toughened it mm -hmm. up over the, you know, from Sunday to, to Thursday, but the players were on the course. They were familiar with the course. So, it kind of made John Rahm and the scoring last year be pretty low. Um, I don't well, see it being that way. It was also kind of crazy last year. I don't know if you watched this tournament, but as soon as Rahm and his group finished on the greens, they were literally tearing the greens up in this course. They were making yeah. the course. I think they're going to make it tougher. Jack doesn't want this course to be uh, 20 under kind of mm -hmm. thing. Um, this has traditionally been a pretty tough event. Um, I heard the stat the other day that – the cut has only been under par one time since 2003 at this tournament. Wow. So the cut That's line is probably going to be plus one, plus two, 
it's not going to be a birdie fest. I don't think giving scoring is going to be important, but I don't think it's going to be, you know, one of those 20 it's, under type it's, events. It's going to be another one of those grinder courses. And we're yep. going to get into them when we get into the nine K range on DraftKings. but a guy like Patrick Reed who disappointed yep. big time last week, but you're going to want those grinders, the Hideki Matsuyama's, you know, the guys that could just grind out a golf course. They are what you're going to look for this week. And if you look at it, I've got the last, what, eight years worth of winners list here. You had John Rahm last year, Patrick Cantlay, Bryson DeChambeau, big names. Then you had Jason Duffner, you had McGirt, Lingmurth. You had Hideki in 2014. He wasn't a huge name yet in 2014. Matt Kuchar. So you have all different – you've got boomers or bombers like Bryson and Rahm. You've got the Kuchers and the Duffners who just kind of finesse their way around the course. you got big names. you got small names. It, it's kind of all over the place with who wins this kind of an event. No, I completely agree with you. I kind of like courses that are like this because it's not just a bomber's paradise. Like you said, like you're going to, a lot of different guys can win. And I think that's where the strategy comes into a little bit more. And if there is any sort of like, if they make this course tough, I think this week, like I think they're going to, that factors in a whole different side. The Euro guys, like we always talk about are really, really like, I think valuable this week. Absolutely. And sleepers, this is actually the week uh, answering Johnny's question. We'll get into it when we get to the bottom half of the DraftKings board. But, you know, there's so many great players, and there's also so many good players that are pricing that 7,200 to 6,500 range where you can go with two 10K or above guys. And with the small field and the fact that 55, 60% of the people are going to make the cut, if you take two guys in the 6K and one of them makes the cut, you're still probably cashing most likely. So yeah, you know, I, it's one of those I pretty much never see you you, there's going to be a lot of sleepers that can make you money on DraftKings. Yeah. yeah. And I pretty much never say this. I mean, pretty much every week we get to the 6K and I say, oh, I hate this range. I yeah. actually like the 6K range. I think I have about like 10 or 12 guys I really like in the 6K. Absolutely. I, I, I Should I tell my sleeper of the week right now for Johnny? What's that? Should I tell my sleeper of the week for Johnny right now? Sure, go for it. I don't have a set sleeper just yet, but okay. Sleeper of the week, Patrick Rogers. Patrick Rogers. You write that down, Mr. Johnny Uleka. Matt, Mr. Rogers is going to be a winner, right? Well, I wouldn't say a winner, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I love, if you're going to go into the cheap guys, I don't have a bet on him to win. I have a bet on him in the top 30. I got Wyndham Clark. I loved him last week. I love, love him again Wyndham this Clark week. Too. You know, yep, he's a great DFS play every week. He's always super cheap, but he's also been playing super good golf. I don't know what his odds are. I know he was. Where was he? He was four and a half to one to finish in the top 30. That bet's Ooh. already locked in by me. And I, I got him as one of my stars that he's going to have to be in 30 yeah. to 50% of my DraftKings lineups for sure. Me too. Same thing for me too. Seven straight made cuts for yeah, a guy exactly. that's the guy's I mean, playing he's finally, 6,700, I think. Yeah, he, yeah he's 6,700. He's finally figuring it out. Ooh. He was like one of those guys where he wasn't sure. So Mike's checking in. He thinks top 20 for Patrick Rogers. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. All right. So Patrick's Rogers top 20, Mike, and Wyndham Clark top 30. That's his bet. That's my bet Boom. on those long shots for sure. We'll get into the rest of them because I kind of toned it down a little this week. I don't have 25 bets placed. I only got 14 bets placed <laughs> at this moment. So we, 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 we toned it down a little bit this week. So in the spirit of things, I took a little uh, of your spirit for the past few weeks, and I have way more bets this week than I normally have. So Okay, gotcha. It wore it's off on me. Like 15 top 20 bets. I've only got seven. So I even yeah. I even have a bet of the week on the U.S. Open for the women's side. Oh wow! We'll get into, we'll save that. We'll get into that later. It's a teaser, you know. Don't let me forget that. All right, so let's 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 get into this course real quick. Charles Schwab, 
uh, Kokrak won last week. Did you have Kokrak last week on your play? No, no neither no. did I. Jordan Spieth, though, your boy, kind of collapsed on Sunday, did he not? I didn't have him either. I had a really bad week. I don't even want to talk about it, but I had a really okay. bad week last week. All right. I well, faded Spieth and Kokrak. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. I thought I thought you actually had Kokrak as a sleeper last week. I must have maybe that was a couple weeks ago that you had a yeah, a Kokrak glove. All right, so let's dive into the DraftKings lineup, everybody. Mm. Um, six guys, ten k or above this week, which is a lot, but it's kind of interesting the way they're ranked. So Jordan Spieth is the top guy at eleven three. Got John Rahm, the defending champ, at eleven one. Then you got DeChambeau, Rory, Colin Morikawa, and JT Justin Thomas at ten two. I'll let you go first, but first, besides players, do the numbers confuse you here and the rankings confuse you? They do, because I was actually going to say that. So, Jordan Spieth, I think I tweeted this yesterday, Jordan Spieth is the number 1-800-GAMBLER, that's right. If you have any problems, just call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you call that, it goes right to my phone. <laughs> so, Spieth is the highest priced on DraftKings, but his odds, I think he was like the fifth or sixth highest, he had the fifth or sixth highest odds to win the golf tournament, which is confusing, especially with how good he's been playing lately. So I didn't really understand that at all. Um, I like Spieth a lot, even though he's 11-3. The other one that stuck out in this range, I think you probably agree with me, is JT being at 10-2. That just mm-hmm. seems – I mean, I know he hasn't been good for the past few weeks, but, I mean, you're talking like a top but three, has four he not golfer been in the good, world. Or has he just had a round he's here been okay. there? I mean, yeah, cause okay. last week he finished T-40, which was totally unexpected. But that was because he shot two over par in the first round. Then he right. went four under, one over, and one under. So he had an up-and-down round, but he still played. You take that Thursday round out of the equation. Actually, if you take the front nine on Thursday out, where I think he was at four over at one point, mm-hmm. he had a really good tournament. So I'm not as down as others are on JT. Missing the cut, the PGA Championship, I'm not sure what was the deal there. But the guy is still the number two ranked player in the world for a reason. Won the Players' Championship. He's actually my play my number one play in the 10K and above range. I love JT. Yeah. You're not going to get 10-2 next Never. to JT's name ever again. And that's also why I've got an outright bet on him as well because he was 16-1. to You're not going to get 16-1 to on JT ever again. So I bet a unit and a half on JT to win. And I've got him. Yeah. He'll be probably one of my number one or two plays in DraftKings lineups this week. Because I think again, smart. Like I said, think- you could spend 10-2 and get away with it. Right. That's the only thing that scares me about that is I think a lot of people are going to have that same thought. I mean, but at the same time, do we care? I mean, not really. Play good plays. I, we, I don't we feel talked like about this week's before. As long as your overall average of you know ownership percentage versus individual player ownership percentage should be what you're right. looking for. If if JT's eighteen percent or twenty percent, I'm okay with that as long as he finishes in the top ten. Yeah, because he's he's a thousand dollars cheaper than he could be. Really, I mean, he's we're t- we're used to seeing him in the eleven thousands. My favorite in this range, honestly, is probably Jordan Spieth. Great course history, five top tens in his last six events. The guys, I don't think anybody's been playing better than him since probably the start of February. The guy is just on fire. He's been really good tee to green um, despite his driving accuracy. He's really good par five scorer, so I like him a lot. I think the other guy that fits this course really well is Colin Morikawa um, at 10-4. He has a T-14 and a T-8 in his last two events. I don't know if you watch much, but he really hasn't played well in the past two weeks. And to still have two top 15s is really pretty impressive. Absolutely. He's a great I iron actually, player. I think he, I yeah. actually was able to build a lineup with JT and Morikawa in it and still be very comfortable with it. So, you know, I, I yeah, I, I think I think you're right on your lineup there, but I, I have Rom below. I have JT 
Morikawa, and then Rom yeah. as my top yeah. three. I think that's mine too. Agreed. Um, are you fading DeChambeau and Rory? Because I'm staying away from both of them this week. I definitely am fading Rory. Um, I put a bet on Bryson, but I'm probably not going to play him in fantasy in okay. DraftKings. Okay. All right. So let's get into the 9K range. Actually, the 9K range is where I've got the most of my bets and, and, a, and a lot of guys. But I'm not sure whether I'm, mis, I'm, I'm, I'm misthinking because a couple of these guys, like I see everybody talking about Patrick Cantlay this week. Mm-hmm. The guy's missed four straight cuts or five straight cuts. How can you justify – well, he – he, he made the cut at the PGA Championship, but before that had missed, what, four? Four in a row cuts. So I, I think, I'm just yeah. not sure I can justify people, like, all the different information out there. Patrick Reed, this course sets up for him, but he disappointed big time last week. Scotty Scheffler, same thing. So what are you looking at here in this 9K range? You want to go first in this range since I went first last time? Well, I mean, it's, it's easy to where I'm going. It's going to be the same guy I was locked in on last week, and that's Corey Connors. That's my number one play in the 9K range this week. But originally, when I did my first initial research, everything said Patrick Cantlay. But then I crossed his name off the list. And that's where I'm most confused. <clears throat> Am I wrong in thinking Cantlay should be crossed off the list? He has good course history here, but I feel like you're right. He's missed four to five cuts. He hasn't been that great, and especially if he's going to be 20% owned. I'd rather – I feel like there's other options in this range. I think Connors is one. I think Finau is another one that will probably go under owned. And he just – say what you want about Finau, but he's just consistently in the top 20. I have a top 10 bet on Tony Finau this week. Love Tony Finau. Mm-hmm. And I also yeah. like Matsuyama this week a lot. It's Me another too. kind of course, not exactly like the Masters, but – a grinder type course like the Masters, and I mean he's an iron player. You know his putting's okay. I think he can really do well on this course. He's looked better. I mean, just in general, like since he won. I mean, at the PGA he played really well too. He just never was really in contention, but he played well. So I like him a lot this week. I think that's a good call. Um, I don't know how you don't play Xander, and I don't know how you don't play Hovland too. I think those guys are just like it's almost like people just get sick of playing these guys, especially Hovland, and so they look for any reason they can to pick holes in his game. But the guy does everything well except putting. And I feel like 9900 for Hovland is a really good price for him. Yeah. I, I, I think you could go with any of those guys. And Hovland and Scheffler, they're cut makers. They might not win. But for DraftKings purposes, for fantasy purposes, they have to be sure-ins. Whenever they're under 10K, it's just like talk, Justin yeah. Thomas being 10-2. Hovland at 99 yep. and Xander at 97. You just you can't pick up the value there. Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree with you. Um, I was looking at where it was, and I lost my my, my thing here. You know, the value. So on, on Roto Grinders, I use them sometimes to kind of, va- like, get their value. And mm-hmm. out of the guys in the top 10 or 12 in prices, Xander Shoffley is the highest value yep. based off of fantasy points scored versus cost. So how and, – and, and Victor Hovland is the only other – the only – the top four guys – it's Xander in value, Justin Thomas, and then Victor Hovland out of that top yep. half of guys. So how you can't love that kind of uh, return on your money spent is beyond me. Well, and you know who's next? The guy you mentioned first, Corey Connors. So Absolutely. He's right up there, yeah. too. I mean, I, I, I like Victor Hovland. I like Xander Shoffley. I will play them this week. But if in the 9K, I'm probably going to start a boatload of lineups with just Corey Connors and Finau and then see how it plays out from there. Yeah, They're going like to be tag teams in lineups a lot for me. Yeah, I like that too. Especially I feel like this week, 
usually I typically like to play guys in the AK range. I feel like this week the AK range is kind of strange. Like I don't really like too many guys in the AK, right. so I could easily see myself starting two 9K guys and skipping over the AK. What about your boy? You said you said in a private message that Reed was basically dead to you. Um, Reed, as you know, everybody knows I love a Patrick <clears throat> Reed. I'm, I'm always a so fan I, of his team. But he's missed two of his last four cuts. But sandwiched in between that, he's got a T6 and a, a T17, and he finished eighth at the Masters. So his last five outings, he's got an eighth, a cut, a six, a 17th, and a cut. What's the deal there? I feel like you play Reed at courses that are tough. Like you said earlier, long, tough courses is where he plays well. I feel like you don't play him at birdie fest. If you think it's going to be a birdie fest, you don't play Reed. It's kind well, of proven true. last week, and he, and he missed the cut last week. Oh, don't don't say that to me. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know. Wait, I had a ton of Patrick Reed last I year. I mean, when you're talking tough courses, last year, this course finished second on the PGA and toughest courses on tour. So, you know, that, you know, counteracts, you know, him missing the cut. Does, does he bounce back? He doesn't, he doesn't miss two cuts in a row. True. But he's going every other at this point. So that scares me too. That's not good. <laughs> no. So you're saying you're staying away. From, are you fading? Patrick I'm not Reed? playing him this weekend. No, I feel like he, in my head, I feel like he's a good play, but I feel like I'm probably not going to play him this week, to be honest. So let, let's, let's go. I'm looking, I'm looking at his last 10 or 12 tournaments. So he had the win at the Farmers, then he had a 66 in Saudi, then ninth at the Workday, then he missed the cut. After missing the cut was the players, finished tied 22nd. Eighth at the Masters, then missed the cut, then after missing the cut, T6. So T6, yeah, T17, then cut again. Yeah, exactly. So the the <clears throat> normally when he misses the cut, he finishes at least top 20, if not top 10. I'm going to okay. sprinkle it. If I, if I max out the dollar entry like I did last week, 20 lineups, I can guarantee you Patrick Reed will be in six or seven of them probably. Okay. I can live with that. Is, is that, yeah, is that a fair usage of him at that price? Again, he's 9,100 for a former major winner. Well, and he's probably going to be your second guy in all the lineups. So I like him as a second guy for sure. Yeah. Definitely. I think you talked me into it a little bit. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't let me talk you in too much. I had a really bad week last week. So. <laughs> I hit my bets. I hit my top 20s, but I, I didn't do much on DraftKings. Which, by the way, last anything. week we did our first ever competition where we both entered a lineup to see who did better. And we, and we gave those lineups on the air. Let me tell you something. This, this is basically how my week went overall. His lineup that he entered, Tony Finau, Gooch, Harmon, Morikawa, Stroman, and Wally, I, I entered them in the dollar lineup in the max entry that I did. 29,000 plus people in this thing. His lineup – Finished inside the top 1,900. My best lineup of the week was Jason's lineup. My lineup, on the other hand, finished outside the top 13,000 of uh, Hoffman, Sneds, Grillo, Kirk, Siwoo, Withdrawal, and and uh, I don't even know who the last name is I have on there. I can't even read it. Burger. You know, so you know, Siwoo Kim last week kicked my ass. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, he's definitely – I hate those withdrawal guys. <laughs> yeah. The guys, that withdraw, my the, the guys that play well and then they withdraw, I hate them. I automatically start hating them. Absolutely. I, I don't buy that injury suck stuff. There, no, bro. suck it up. Yeah. All right, let's get into that AK. You say you're confused with the AK or mm -hmm. you're not happy with the AK. You got Sam Burns at the top. You got Neiman, Fitzpatrick, Cam Smith, Oost, Lowry, Hoffman, Sung J.M., Horschel, Keegan Bradley, and Ricky Fowler back up into the AK range. At 8K. He's slowly Which is crazy. It's crazy for him to be 8K. But yeah. yeah let, let, well, let's I, talk Ricky first. Ricky finished eighth at the PGA Championship after missing his previous two cuts. And we jumped the gun on Ricky Fowler with the cost here a little bit. 
I feel like we have. Yes, I feel like he should be in the sevens, maybe like 77. But also, he's got good course history here. Well, he's got a mixed bag of course history here. He's got four missed cuts, but also finished in the top 14 three times in a row before that. So it's mixed bag for sure. Yeah, mixed bag. And I, I just look until I, I see on more than wagon. one good event from him in a row, I, I'm <clears> staying <throat> away from him. Yeah, the, I agree with the you. Two, the two names I like the most, and you sometimes have your. Uh, Ownership uh, projections up on there. I don't know. Do you have them up right now? Shit. No. Hold on. What a failure you are. Um, My God, I had one job. One job. And you failed. No. But I'm sure you can guess. Hold on. Charlie Hoffman and Keegan Bradley. Hoffman's 8,300. Keegan Bradley's 8K. Both, I think, set up fantastically for this course. Charlie Hoffman is playing some of the greatest golf of his career right now and one of the best players on tour right now. Keegan Bradley is no slouch right now either. You know, it's T17, 18, 2, 23, 30 in his last five events. <clears throat> you know, they both strike me as guys that at that price, 8,300 and 8K, they're both playing well. They both match up all the statistics right that they're both going to be super high on this week. So that's a fantastic call by you. 18% for both, actually, is what they're projected at. And that's just a random guess on that number there. Yeah. So. 18% for both of you. I mean, and again, sometimes you have to avoid that. You're not worried about those numbers. But right. on the flip side of the equation, you can't go putting Keegan Bradley and Charlie Hoffman in every lineup together. Because that's well, going to be a chalk, lot. Yeah, exactly. The chalk last week was Hoffman, Grillo, Emiliano Grillo, um, Connors, and all of those guys hit. So yeah. it's like at some point, it's like the chalk keeps hitting. you got to keep playing them. And, and Hoffman's been awesome. I mean, he finished third last week, kind of under the radar. They weren't even really showing him much, but – he was fantastic last week. So, yeah, I like both of those plays this week. I mean, his last five events have all been inside the top 20. He's got a second, yeah. 18th, 18th, 17th, third. I mean, no one's playing better than that right now. He's this close to get breaking through for his first win. I've already got an outright bet. He was 43 to 1 to win or 42 to 1 to win. That bet's already been placed. You know, I, I think there's no doubt that he has a shot at winning at some point on this, this season. And why not this week with this course? Well, and he's always been super streaky. Like it's like when he's bad, he's awful, and when he's good, he's really good. So yeah, I like when, that when it's not going to be this week, but when he misses his first cut or his next cut, yeah, he might go on a two-three missed cut streak. Yeah, yeah, that's what he always does. I have a right. kind of a, a couple of sleeper plays in this range. Uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick at eighty-seven hundred. I feel like he's going to be super low owned this week. Um, he was third here last year. T twenty-three, kind of under the radar at the PGA. I feel like he's value at this course if it plays tough. So if this course plays super hard, he's good tee to green. He's a really good putter. He's really accurate off the tee. So I like him. And then my other sleeper is Billy Horschel. Um, I wrote down tournament history. I wanted to pull up his tournament history really quick. So, there's Hold on. I got, I, I so got he's gone T13 and T9 in his last two times here. So yeah. I like that. I like him. He's been I, playing I pretty Horschel. good golf too. I knew you'd like Horschel. I left that there for you. Like Fitzpatrick, you already said you like the European guys. You know, yep. I think they're both really good. And, and we keep saying how bad this 8K range is, but yet I got no, more names. I like Cam Smith this week, and I like Louis Eustazen, who's another vet who's playing fantastic golf right now. I mean, second at the PGA, eighth at the Valspar's last two outings. And yeah. five outings ago at the workday, finished in sixth place. So he's got three top eights in his last five events, four top 11s in his last six events. So, you know, Louis Eustazen, solid putter, solid ball striker, Loves the grinder. We like the Europeans on these kind of courses with bad weather as well. Thursday's going to be really rough, rough weather. A lot of wind and rain on on Thursday. Um, 
And Cam Smith is another one. I mean, if you think about it, you know, 10th at the Masters, 9th at the RBC. It's another guy that's just playing great golf this year. Yeah, both those guys are good on hard courses, and they're both good at when, it, when the weather gets crappy, like you said. So I like both those plays. So all of a sudden, I like the 8K range a lot more than I thought I did. Yeah, you kind of talked me into a few guys that I like. So, yeah, I love that 8K range. I just really love it. <laughs> Man, you are one hell of a flip-flopper. Don't spit I just follow what everybody says. What yeah, everybody don't, says, that's what I just do. Pretty yeah, much. Don't, don't spit your beer out. All right, all right. Let's <laughs> get to the 7K range. I actually ha- – I mean, the 7K range is always – Chuck full of names, always a lot of mispriced guys um, that are either too high or too low. Um, I have a couple I really like. I'm all over Grillo this week, just like last week, but I think he'll be another chalk play. Um, where are you looking right now in this 7K range, at least in the top half, to start this off? I like off? Grillo, too. Um, Grillo, I definitely like. I didn't play him last week at all because I figured he was going to be too chalky, and that kind of bit me in the ass. Um, the other one I like is Gary Woodland. I felt like – Gary Woodland at 9,100 was way too highly priced last week, but back at 79, I feel like that's a lot more comfortable. I feel like he has good course history here. He's done pretty well in his last three events, too. T14, T38, and fifth in his last three. So I like Woodland a lot at 7,900. Um, my, my main man, Christian Bezadenhut, at I like I think he's 7,600 this week. I love yep. him, especially if the course plays tough. And my other one is Streelman. I don't know how you don't play Streelman at this point right now. He's playing probably the best golf he's ever played. I, th- I think Streelman is extremely underpriced. I think Bazudenhut's underpriced. I mean, he's a cut maker. The guy never misses the cut, and at 7,600, that's great. I mean, he hasn't finished above T30 in his last four events, but, I mean, he did finish seventh at the Arnold Palmer. So, I mean, I'm not picking him to win the event, but if you need a solid, definite cut maker, Bazudenhut's the guy to go there for sure. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I have a sleeper in this range, too, at the lower part. So Lucas Glover finished T8 last week. He's made seven cuts in a row here. So mm-hmm. I like him a lot at 7,200. I feel like that could be a really good sleeper that no one's going to talk about. Yeah, I, I, I like Glover. And the next name that I'm on, and again, um, I'm not trying to you know, say one thing or the other, but Siwoo Kim all the way down to 7,300. The guy has good course history outside of withdrawing last week. You know, He's played yeah. pretty solidly this year. You know, I mean, it's not a Florida course. So what, what, what what's your thoughts on – the fact, Siwoo Kim is normally a much higher costing player than 7,300. And I see that sticker of 7,300, and I know he's got the withdrawal, but he kind of – it intrigues me. He's not on my list, but he intrigues me. I don't ever hate the play. I feel like he's a better bet, though, than he is a DraftKings play. Okay. I'm a sucker for Siwoo, even though I kind of hate him deep down. So I'll probably play him once or twice this week. I'm not going to lie. A couple other names at the bottom end of this 7K range that I love. Sleepers to an extent. I said Howard Varnell last week, and he and, and he, he paid off his – I forget what. I'm trying to find what his price tag was last week. I think it was like 6800 or something like that or 7100 He's 7100 this week. Love him to make the cut for sure. Aaron Wise at 7K. Hasn't played since PGA Championship. But finished 17th mm-hmm. there. His last three events, 17th, 55th, and 9th. Um, he's only missed one out of his last 10 cuts. Um, so I love Aaron Wise this week. Uh, where's the other name down here? I knew I had one more name. Wise, uh, they're all 6K guys. Yeah, you touched on all the other seven. Oh, Brennan Todd, another guy that has always paid off when you play him, when he's playing a course that fits his style. And where's my notes here? Uh, shots game putting. He is second. In the field, 
behind Oosthuizen. So again, a guy's okay. gonna putt well. If he can get it on the green, <clears throat> he's gonna putt. And he's not gonna lose strokes on putting, especially on a tough course. He missed the PGA Championship cut, but eighth last week. So uh, he paid off last week for me for sure. Yeah, he's solid. I like uh, another guy. He's missed two cuts here, but Taylor Gooch. He has made let's see one, two, three, four, five, six, seven of his last eight cuts. So I feel like at seventy one hundred, he's got some upside. T fourteen last week. I like Gooch. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Schwartzel's okay. Kucher's okay. Yeah. Matt Wallace was a guy. I loved him last week. He was like 81 or 8,200 last week. Yep. He, he kind of disappointed with a 56th place finish. Um, but he's dropped down to 7,400. Um, again, if you're looking for a cut maker, he's made one, two, three, four, five, six, six cuts in a row, seven of his last eight cuts. Um, he's not going to light the world on fire. But again, a British guy, you know, good with bad of weather. Of course, good. Yep. Courses. I might sprinkle a little Matt Wallace in. Yeah, I don't mind that either. All right, so let's tackle this 6K range. Because we said it, this is kind of one of those weeks where when you're having these smaller fields, 60% up to could make the cut. Which 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 means that, you know, you could go two guys in the top 10K and you can you can you could take some stabs down here. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of names. Um, I'll let you go first if you'd like. Um, sure. Give me your top end 6K guy. That Who's your favorite 6K guy? Uh, my favorite 6K guy is Troy Merritt, 6,900. I think he's going to be pretty popular this week. He had a T17 last time he played here in 2019. He has back-to-back seventh-place finishes the past – well, he didn't play the PGA, but two of the past three events, seventh-place finishes. And then on top of that, so he had seventh, seventh, missed cut, and eighth. There is last yeah. four events. I mean, that's – solid. That's that's better than solid. That's I think he's going to be eight. like ten. I think he's going to be like ten, twelve percent. I don't know. That's the only thing that scares me a little bit. Again, you take what you got to take wherever you can with these guys. Um, so who's your gave, favorite? I give my number one guy, and that's Wyndham Clark. Wyndham Clark. Um, absolutely love Wyndham Clark. Um, let me see who would be my second favorite. Ah, it's kind of I'm kind of torn on who's my second favorite here. Um, names that are normally higher priced, um, but I just love. I know he missed the cut last week. Uh, but Brendan Gracie is a name that I, I I always seem to do well with. And where's the other guy? He's 6,700. Where's my other guy? I like I like Lonto too this week. Lonto, you always love Lonto Griffin. You I probably do like Lonto. Doc Redman too, don't you? Uh not this week. No. No. Okay. And then another guy at 6,500. Again, he hasn't finished inside the top 70 yet, and since since the P, the Honda Classic in March, the guy makes cuts. He's made five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten straight cuts. He's made. Brendan Steele at 6,500. So Steele and Gracie are two guys that I just keep looking at, and I I just keep loving at that price tag. Yeah, I had Steele too. Uh, Another one, Kyle Stanley, 6,100. He's in really good form right now. I feel like he's way underpriced. Um, He has good course history too. So I love Kyle Stanley this week. Patrick Rogers I already mentioned. And then I I agree with you on your Steele call too. I think that's a good one. Uh, One last one, a guy that could get it going with the putter a little bit, I think, is Adam Hadwin. T8 yeah. last week, and I like I kind of like him a little bit this week. Yeah. Um, Martin Laird, another name. You know, Scottish Marty, Marty. guy again. Plays ba- good on – or European guys play well on these types of courses and course conditions. You know, he's Marty, made a Marty. lot of cuts. He missed the Valspar, but he's made a lot of cuts. Um, like him this week a lot. Um, let me see here on my list here. What else I got? Name that really kicked my butt last week. Let me go down here and bring up his course history real quick. You know, I was really high on him last week. Um, missed the cut, obviously. Uh, but had three great events before that. 
um, and that is Russell Knox. He's only 6,100. You know, he didn't play awful to miss the cut. He shot two over par, which was mm-hmm. basically one off making the cut. It's one thing if you miss the cut and you're shooting, you know, six, seven over par. It was two over par. Um, yeah. you know, 39th and 18th and the 21st is three previous events. So I'm not sure. He's on my maybe list right now. But it's a name I'm really, really kind of zoning in on that should get bumped over to my probably play a lot of list. Well, and I think he's one of those guys too. He's never going to win, but a T30 is not out of question. So a T30 at 6,100. Yeah, that's a a huge. Yeah, absolutely. So another name I was looking at course history, and uh, before the show, let me get down here to the bottom of this sheet that I'm looking at here. A name that hasn't played great golf this year. Uh, Where? What's his price? Hold on a second here. I got way too many spreadsheets opened up on my computer right now. Uh, he's down at the way bottom. Okay. That's why. Uh, 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 um, there he is. All right. So, course history. Okay, last year, 44th and 56th, seventh place in 2019. Terrible recent form, Terrible. but really good course history. Jason Duffner. And he's won the event. Duff, Duff Daddy. Duff Daddy, 6,200. He's got, he's made three straight cuts at this event. But only made well. He's made three of his last five cuts on tour, so I'm not sure. Thoughts on the Duff the Duffster? I can't do it. I'm trying to no. look at his ownership. What do you think his ownership is going to be? Like four or five percent? One percent. Wow, they're saying. I love it. I love it. Now I'm all over. Duff it. Daddy. I used I'm to gonna play go Duff for, Daddy all the time. I'm going to go for the four, ten, twenty percent guys and throw Duff in there. <laughs> all right. So awesome. you're looking at the ownership percentage. Who are the yeah. top? four or five owned projected guys. So the absolute highest owned golfer is going to be Victor Hovland. So Victor Hovland is actually tied with Hoffman and Bradley. They're all 18%. Those are the highest. So nobody's in the 20% projection range. Nobody's in the, no, nobody's in the 20. They have Streelman at 15, Griot at 17, uh, I'm trying to find other high pro- uh, Finau is 16, which is pretty high for him actually. Mm-hmm. Can't lay 17, Xander 15. Those are the highest ones. Speed 15. Gotcha. Um, so we got we got a question. Michael Parks checking in here. Kyle Stanley. Love Kyle Stanley this week. Love him. Yeah, I, I didn't even. I, he's not on my. Well, is he on my list here? Let's see. Eh, eh, I got way too many names on my list. So no, he is not on my list there. So we got. I got to bring on, up some me, information. He's 6100. So he's, okay, so uh, Cantley. I mean, I'm sorry, not Cantley. Um, Stanley here, he missed the cut last time he played here. He has a T2, a T6, 74, and a third year. He has his last four events, He it, he's done better than T39 each time. So T39, T23, T26, and T8. So I feel like how at 6,100. How did Stanley miss my list? How, I, I don't understand I, I how thank Mike for uh, bringing his name up, and then you giving me all this great information. I mean, last should year, be eighth. Yeah. I feel like he should be 6,900 or 7,000. I feel like he's underpriced for sure. Four of his last five cuts made. He's got a 14th and an eighth in those last five events. Yep. That's not too damn bad. And at 6,100, no. man, he just bumped up in my list. Man, if I could throw him in there, get a couple – him and Duffner at 61 and 6,200, man, I might get nope. three technique <laughs> guys in my lineup. Oh, my God. You're gonna break I'm going to do it now. I'm going to do it. You're gonna break. We're you're gonna, gonna break have one, three, ten k lineup here this week. That's a million maker lineup right there. Yeah, I don't know about that. 
that, that 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 sounds like a a, a lost dollar right there. All right. Should we talk bets? So, so let's do what we did last week. Let's let's build you want our do picks first. Do or you want to do bets first? Uh, let's do lineups first, and then we can get into bets. Okay. All right. So I'm gonna zoom this in here so I can do it. You get you to pick to your first, this week? first. Yeah, you okay. get to go first. That's the wrong button. That is not the share button right there. So I'm that, gonna do this on the spot. I'm gonna literally pick it on the spot. Yeah, so am I. I mean, I've, I've I mean I've pre-tested about a dozen lineups, so I kind of have an idea of where I'm gonna go. Um, but this is your on-the-spot lineup that has to compete with mine. Give it to me. First, I'm gonna lead off with my main man, Kyle Stanley. Yeah, sixty-one hundred. I mean, are we both gonna take Kyle Stanley? <laughs> hey, whatever. That's fine. I'm gonna follow that up with Jordan Spieth. So I'm gonna go all the way at the bottom of the pricing to all the way at the top of the pricing. Yeah, I'm gonna stay away from that. I will not pick Jordan Spieth to compete against you. I am gonna go with Taylor Gooch at sixty-one hundred. I mean, sorry, seventy-one hundred. Seventy-one hundred leaves you at eighty-five hundred right now. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go Bazadenhut. Bazadenhut. And then Lovely. I'm gonna go. Eighty-nine hundred left. All right, I'm gonna go Xander. And then I'm gonna go with Horschel. Horschel. It's a solid lineup. Let me, let, me, let me get this down here. I feel like it start, started better than I finished. I don't know. I, I didn't who, like to who, that. Who'd you pick with your last guy? Horschel. Horschel. Billy Horschel. Yeah. Eighty-one hundred. I left hundred on the table. All right, that is Jason's lineup. All right, let's let's clear this out. Uh, I do not want to reserve that. We're not putting that in the millionaire maker, just so you know. So, funny story. I just entered that in the uh, in the contest, and mm-hmm. the person who was saved right below me, their username was Nelson Mandela. Kind of oh, funny. Yeah, good name. All right, we're, we're, we're going to – for the competition part, part part of this, I've got to beat you. I can't let you have a lineup that's that much better than mine like last week. So we're going to go consistent and safe. We're going to go Finau. We are going to go Justin Thomas. Okay? We're going to start high there. JT and Tony Finau. And we are going to go way down here. Well, not way down yet. So we're going to take my next favorite guy in that cheap range. We're going to go Wyndham Clark. All right. 7,700. What's up? I love Wyndham Clark. I, I love him too. I think he's great. I think he's a great play this week. Um, let me see here. Where are my numbers here? Give me my names. Give me my names. Name we did not talk about that I do love this week. Um, Sleeper. Oh, I like Noren too. Me too. Alec Noren. That's 85.50 left now for me. So then we're going to go down to this this range down here. We're going to put Grillo in there. We're going to go Chalky because I have to beat you. That leaves me 9,400, which means I'm getting three guys over 9K. Do I go Matsuyama or do I go Connors or do I go Reed? We are going to go Patrick Reed on the bounce back this week. Eddie, like so it. There's my lineup that's going to be for sure to beat yours. Got to write it down. So that's a good lineup. I like, I like that lineup a lot, actually. You can write it down. You can put. Well, you're gonna play it. So. Oh, it's already entered. I it's entered already it. entered. <laughs> I do all this later. I'm gonna go through and uh, input them all when I max enter here. But there's my lineup. I, I, I honestly could say that if I, when I do the 20 max entry into the dollar event, I guarantee 10 of my lineups 
we'll have Finau in it. We'll have JT in it. We'll have Grillo in it. Those three guys, even William Clark might even be in the eight of the 20 lineups. Damn. Four of those guys. I, I just absolutely love DraftKings purposes this week for. So that's my lineup. Definitely sure to fail um, because we just had <laughs> awful luck with this stuff. I cash, I cash all the time. But the lineups I put out on social media or on this show, always bomb. Guaranteed someone's going to withdraw in your lineup. Guaranteed. Absolutely. Happens absolutely. every week. Guaranteed. <laughs> 100%. I mean, I, I've test test run lineups mm-hmm. here. I got a lineup with JT Morikawa and Connors in it. I got a lineup with Rom and Colin in it. I got one. I built a lineup with Rom and JT in it, and and I, I'm not like out of control upset with it. So real quick, we got time. You know, I do want to do one thing here. I want to test something here. I, I, I want I want to do this here real quick. Duffner, all right. Who's the other guy? Who's the other guy? Kyle Stanley. Kyle Stanley. Yeah. Yeah. What's that leave us with there? Jeez. That leaves us with 94. 94. If oh. you go and start your lineup with Kyle Stan, you can then hypothetically go Colin Morikawa. And JT. Then throw JT in there. And you have two spots left, and you still got 8,500. Hell, throw, throw Clark in there, another 6K guy. Oh All of a God. sudden, look at this lineup. I could go throw – Oh, I mean, I can go Victor Hovland, I guess. You go Duffner and Stanley in your lineup, you can conceivably put a lineup with Morikawa, JT, and Hovland in it. Oh, my gosh. Is that, is that destined to fail right there? With Duff Daddy, yes. But the rest of them, no. I don't think so. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing it down. That might be one of my, I can't. I can't make a lineup and then not play it because that, that, that may be the winning lineup. So, JT – Morikawa. All right, get into your uh, your t- your bets. Who who do you have bet to win outright this week? So I have some outrights. I made two of them during the tournament last week. I just thought okay. the odds were too low. Um, typically, I don't bet these high end guys like this, but Spieth at sixteen to one, I like that a lot. The way he's been playing, and Bryson at eighteen to one, I like that too. Okay. Um, um, and then yeah. I have a low end. I have like a really really far reach. I have Adam Hadwin at one twenty five to one. Wow. See, I've kind of like tallied off, tallied off on making those reach bets because they just don't seem to there's Jack's number one <laughs> supporter of mine. He thinks I'm the best golfer in the world. Little does he know I'm not. He also picked your number for T ball. So That's there right. you have he, it. Yeah. Number eight. It means he's gonna be a great baseball player one day. I've kind of slowed off on the the hundred to one, the eighty to one guys to win outright. Because honestly, the odds of them winning are so slim. It's it's just there, there's better money to be spread around elsewhere yeah, to win. I think so too. I only got yep. three bets this week so far outright. I got Morikawa at sixteen to one and JT sixteen to one. Put one and a half units on both those guys, and then I did bet Charlie Hoffman at forty two to one. Um, and I don't forty two to one sounds like a reach, but I don't actually think it's a reach. I think he can conceivably win the event. Um, I got two top 10, 10 bets. I got Tony Finau at two point eight to one, and Kind of taking a stab in the dark here that Patrick Reed bounces back. You're getting better than four to one on your money that he finishes in the top ten, Patrick Reed. And that's because he missed a cut yeah. last week. Normally, Patrick Reed top ten in an event like this is two and a half to one. So I think four to one for Patrick Reed is great. So I got I got a whole bunch of top twenties. I got Keegan, I got Cam Smith, Grillo, Streelman, Russell Henley, Bazudenhut, and Alec Norin. And then I got Wyndham Clark top 30. So 
So I have a few more too. So I have top 20s on Bryson, Xander, Bazudenhut, and then I have a top five on Charlie Hoffman too, 10 to 1. And I also did, I never do first round leaders, but I picked Xander at 33 to 1 for a first round leader. Every week. single week, I say no more first round leader bets. And of course, I bet two. Yeah, I, I wasn't going to do any. And I was like, eh, I'll do one. So I bet Shane Lowry and, and Grillo as first round leaders, 42 to 1 and 55 to 1. Bad weather. Shane Lowry is going to play well at this event, probably. And bad weather on Thursday. He's a guy that can stay around minus one. If, if minus one, minus two is the first round leader, Shane Lowry is a guy that can hit that. So do you want to talk about you want to talk about my bet of the week? What's your bet of the week? We we teased it earlier, remember? Oh, the that's US, right. The US, women's US Open. The US Women's Open. Young Rachel Heck is her name. She is the number one amateur player in the world. She is a killer. I love her. She's I don't a really hack? know her, but she, heck. Not hack, hack. hack. She's a hack, hack. golfer. <laughs> yeah. She is 150 to 1. She is a killer. She is gonna make she's gonna win this tournament. I also put her at 10 to 1 for a top 10. Wow. We are getting US women's open knowledge on this show. That is I just like her. You're, not, you're not getting that on Rick Run Good or the coaches picks. You're only getting <laughs> that here on Fairway to Heaven. That's it. You know, I don't even need to do any more work this show. That, that, that's all I got. Mike. Mike, if you're not if you're watching or if you're not watching, you watch it back later. Rachel Hack, top ten. Rachel Hack, top ten. I love it. Absolutely love it. All right, do you got anything else to say before we wrap this shaboggle up here? No shaboggle. No, I think I'm pretty much good. As I go. Hopefully, uh, we do better this week than we did last week. I think so. I actually feel really confident about my names on my list after going through them with you. Sometimes I, I sometimes I, I feel worse after. Sometimes I feel better. <laughs> I feel better this week. Sometimes I learn something. Sometimes I don't. This week I feel like I feel confident in my picks because they they, they make sense. You kind of agree with them, so you're smarter than me anyway. So it's all you good. know. What's funny? Last I was kind of thinking this last week. Do you ever have those weeks in DFS where you try to build the lineup and just like nothing works? That's kind of how it was for me last week. I felt like right. I had my player pool. I had the guys that I liked, but when it came time to build the lineups, I just struggled, and I felt like. Maybe I should withdraw some of these entries that I had just because I felt like it wasn't coming together and I didn't and kind of screwed me. So you talk about the player pool, and that's actually what what screwed me last week because I've been trying to build a player pool instead of just randomly picking names, stick to the core guys that we feel are going to do well. And, and I think if I'm max entering a 20, 20 entries into an event, I think a 25, 28-player pool is a good number to stick to for most of your entries. And I had my list. And then I kept listening to more and reading more and seeing more tweets and, and whatnot. And my player pool went up to 38, 39 guys. And that's just way too many. And most of the guys that got added to the player pool missed the cut. Or most of the guys that, you know, that I added that I put in one or two lineups, I could have easily played Corey Connors in another lineup. Or I could have played, you know, another guy that I really had high hopes for, but I didn't because I kept adding. So stick to your player pool. Don't don't keep adding to your player pool. When you set your player pool for DraftKings, stick to it. Yeah, I try to do ten or fifteen lineups a week. I usually do. I my goal is twenty. So mm -hmm. if it's eighteen or if it's twenty-two, I don't. I don't. That's fine. But I try to stick right around twenty each week for right. ten to fifteen lineups. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, stick to it and don't let you know. Listen mm -hmm. to your two or three most favorite trusted voices, us, because we're trusted. These faces right. are trusted. You know. Um, few others, and then that's it. You don't need to listen to twenty podcasts. Two or three are enough because then you're well, just going to get too much information. Your mind's just going to be overloaded. Yeah, 
I think that's a good point too. I feel like exactly what happened to you last week has happened to me hundreds of times where it's like, I don't believe in the play, but I hear, Oh, this, this guy, such and such smart guy said, play, you know, this guy. And it's like, you end up playing other people's plays. you got to believe in your own plays. I feel like exactly. don't be talking. And that's what I'm going to do this week. I, like I said, I, when I was talking to you before the show, my player mm-hmm. pool was again, too big, but that was on my own, you know, on my own merit there. I made my mm-hmm. list too big. So I've trimmed it down. I've got my definite playlist and my, off to the side maybe, but I got it down to about 23 to 25 names right now. And this show, obviously there's a name or two that I missed, like Kyle Stanley, that kind of you have now swung over. So I might end up with 25 in my player pool. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I I think you got to stick to your player pool as much as you can. Yeah, and don't second-guess yourself. If you have a good feeling about somebody, play them. Like, you should definitely play them. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, statement games. Best fun, free, new fantasy sport out there. Make sure you sign up for them. They always have a golf event. They post it on Wednesday. Make sure you check it out. Statementgames.com. They will. Uh, there's a link in the Facebook and YouTube bio here on how to sign up for them. Odds Jam. They don't have golf on their site yet, but for all your other – got NBA basketball going right now. Their arbitrage calculator helps you calculate how to not lose money. Um, it basically tells you what the odds are on all different websites, all different sports books, and it finds out how you can – you can bet the Sixers and the Wizards if that's on their arbitrage calculator. If there's two different lines, say the Sixers are favored on one and the underdog on another site, they're going to tell you that so that you can bet both and still oh, profit cool. and make a little bit of a, you know, you might not make a million on it, but if you bet $10 on one and $10 on the other, you're still going to come out ahead a couple bucks. So that's what their arbitrage calculator does. Make sure you sign up on the link below. Obviously, aetbirds.com, their shop store. We got lots of great gear for the fairway to heaven, for it. fifth place Finau, and our logo on a shirt. You can't beat it. We appreciate support on these kind of things. It's how we make money to pay for all this stuff. Um, not even the entries, just the uh, you know streaming service and all the other stuff we do. Some of our all about the birds gear there. Some really great stuff that we've got up on there. Make sure you check it all out. We'll leave it up there one more time because I love it. I love my fifth place Finau. And uh, 99jerseys.com. AAT Birds is the promo code for 20% off. Best jerseys in the biz. All kinds of fun jerseys. The Kobe High School jerseys. The, the Mighty Ducks jerseys. You name it, they got it from movies, TV shows, high schools, colleges of players. Check it out. And, of course, Manscaped. AATBirds.com. Or AAT Birds is the promo code on Manscaped.com. Gets you 20% off and free shipping. 99 jerseys. Manscaped. Father's Day. Right around the corner. Not only as the Manscaped slogan is, your balls will thank you. Your husbands will thank you if you get them something from Manscaped or 99 jerseys for sure. No doubt about it. So make sure you check those sites out. They support us. We support them. Jason, that wraps up this week's show. Next week, we got one more small tournament. I wrote it down somewhere. I forget what it's even called. I don't know. It's a small event. Small (laughs) event next week. But then we're two weeks away from the U.S. Open where my boy Bryson gets to defend his crown. Cannot wait to break down Torrey Pines and the U.S. Open in two weeks. But we'll be right back here next week, 9 p.m. as always. That's Jason Sullivan. You know, earlier in the show, you saw Jax, his sidekick right there. The man, number eight right there for T-ball. T-ball, not baseball. It's T-ball. I am Phil Stifle. There we go. Number eight. That's right. I'm going to start flashing. Instead of (laughs) I'm going to start flashing the eight, okay? All about the Birds Network. This is Fair Way to Heaven. Make sure you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Turning notifications on so you always know when we're going live. With that note, go play our little commercial off the air, and we'll see you guys next week, right?
Support for All About the Birds is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners, 20% off plus free shipping with the code AATBIRDS at manscaped.com. Manscaped hooked us up with a bunch of tools and formulations from their Perfect Package 3.0 kit, including the Lawnmower 3.0, which comes with an LED light for a more precise shave and is waterproof to make your shower shave clean and easy. The Perfect Package also includes a deodorant for your undercarriage to prevent odors and chafing, a reviving lotion, a pair of boxers and a t-shirt, not to mention a travel bag to store all your grooming goodies. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code AATBirds at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code AATBirds. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. <laughs> 